Yowza, 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 indeed. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Matt Kennedy, one half of the five films from podcast here. Wanted to take a second today before Todd and I get started on the episode to say thanks for listening. And to ask that if you've been enjoying the show, make sure you like, subscribe, and maybe even leave a five-star review on the podcast platform of your choice. Doing that's going to really help us to connect with more movie-loving listeners just like you. Also, we wanted to give y'all an update on some of the stuff we're working away on for Season 2. Got a lot of good episodes lined up real soon. For example, uh, Todd's currently editing our two-part season premiere on five films from... It's actually going to be ten films from the two-parter. We're going to be doing Brian De Palma. We'll also be gonna getting into some more idiosyncratic stuff with guys like Stuart Rosenberg and Larry Cohen, as well as you know real Hollywood legends like Robert Altman and fan favorites like John Landis and Tony Scott. Again, be sure to subscribe so you can be among the first to hear all of our newest five films from content as soon as it drops. Totally. Lastly, if you're still listening, <laughs> be sure to be on the lookout for our upcoming Patreon feed. We'll be offering all kinds of bonus episodes, things like double features, commentary tracks, etc. 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 And special things like five films from directors who have only made one film and five films from the 70s disaster movie genre. Absolutely. So yeah, a lot of things lined up, good things on the horizon for FFF. And yeah, that's all I got for you. Enjoy the show. With Mac Kennedy and Todd Edmondson. We're back. We're talking about The Sting. Yep, which was made in uh, 1973. Next yep. year after following Slaughterhouse, next year after that. Notice the uh, the logo was the old Universal Pictures logo from the 30s. Oh, cool! I didn't notice that, yeah, but I, I probably the, did notice it. They wanted like, to do that, I assume, yeah, to set it in that. Set, uh, uh, yeah, watch, uh, yeah, for sort of mood setting, I guess. Yeah, 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 because yeah, it is it is a period piece. Although we were talking about um, how it's set in, in in the Depression, and the music is from Ragtime era, which is like 1890s. Yeah, um, yeah, it's so, uh, so it's sort of it's sort of like. Anachronistic in a way. Yeah, but. And, and then and then you know all the panels, what I called uh, the the scene panels. That's an old silent movie trick where they would say, where they would just set the stage. Yeah. And say, Oscar enters the room and he's uh, in like these pissed off like Saturday Evening Post kind of style. I was, that's exactly that's what, sort of what the style the is. Saturday yeah. Evening Post, which is a fifties thing, and it's in color. So yeah, this so, is basically. It's it's basically Hollywood saying this movie is the past. <laughs> yeah, but it's all it's only about the good parts yeah, of it. Yeah, right, exactly. You know, and and during the depression you've got all of these um the sting is built around Paul Newman and Robert Redford. Robert Redford's sort of a street hustler named Johnny Hooker mm-hmm. and Paul Newman's an old master uh, at the grift uh, Henry Gondorf. Henry is Gondorf. Name, yeah. And they end up teaming up because um Robert Redford's um, partner gets killed 
because he stole the money from the wrong guy. Right. They, he basically they, they, accidentally they, stole they, money. Yeah, they're trying to like rip off a guy, just a, a random guy, basically. And, and it it's ends a street. Up, it's a, a yeah. It's a street drop where yeah. that where this old this old black guy is running around. I run some slots down in West Bend for a mob here. I got a little behind in the payoffs, so they figure I've been holding out on them. They gave me till four to come up with the cash. They don't get it. I'm dead. That don't look good, Gramps. It's almost four now. I'll give you and your friend a hundred bucks to deliver it for me. And so they suck money out of the other guy. But the a... the other guy was a courier for the gangsters, right? Robert yeah, Shaw. Yeah, Robert Shaw. Cool and, character and much, much bigger money involved. Um, much more vicious. You see that fellow in the red sweater over there? His name's Danny McCoy. Works a few of the protection rackets for Canaro when he's waiting for something better to happen. Danny and I have known each other since we were six. Take a good look at that face, Floyd. Because if he ever finds out I can be beat by one lousy grifter, I'll have to kill him and every other hood who wants to muscle in on my Chicago operation. You follow? Yes, sir. Robert yeah. Shaw's a great bad guy. In this yeah, movie. he is great. He he really makes it work. He's yeah. got he's got some kind of brace on his leg that makes him uh, gimpy. He had injury. He the really real life was injury. injury. Yeah, that was a real thing, and they just. Well, I've thought if it's not a real thing, he's yeah, wearing an appliance it's that so makes perfect. it look like a real thing. Wow, I didn't know. Yeah, that. it was like he actually. I don't know what had happened, but he injured his knee, and uh, I heard that somewhere. On, uh, oh man, research. going yeah. up and down steps. It's yeah. hurt. No wonder. It. Yeah. No wonder he's in such a foul mood. Right, all the time. <laughs> he's great, man. One of the you know obviously we love him in Jaws, but. What about from Russia with Love? He's one of the yeah, all-time Bond All villains. time, like yeah. The fight between him and James Bond on the train is like the it's best. Arc yeah, it's, it's best. iconic. Yeah. Great James Bond. 100%. Yeah. My orders are to kill you and deliver the lector. Oh, I do, it's my business. It'll be slow and painful. How much are they paying you? What's it to you? We'll double it. Your word of honor? As an English gentleman. Hmm. The first one won't kill you. Not the second. Not even the third. Not till you crawl over here and you kiss my foot. Robert Shaw, uh, a wonderful turn in this movie. And this movie's got just tons of other people in it, too. Yeah. Uh, we talked about our buddy Jack Kehoe, who's yep. uh, Melvin's uh, milk manager. Yeah. And Melvin and Howard. And, and the bail bondsman. Yeah. You know, Joe Pantaleano's like assistant who's working for the mob. Yeah, the bail midnight bonds run, and midnight bail run. bonds. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Moscones, bail bonds. And uh, you talked about his, his and partner. Charles Durning. Charles boy, Durning, Charlie, our boy. Yeah. He's the corrupt cop. Add another one to the list. Tell you what you did, smart boy. You tied into a loaded Mark on 47th across the Maxis. And you and Coleman played the switch for him and blew him off to a cab on 49th. If he hadn't been a numbers runner for Doyle Lonigan, it would have been perfect. Eileen Brennan, I always liked her, too. Mrs. Peacock from Clue. Yeah. Have you ever given any thought to the kingdom of heaven? What? Repent. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. You ain't just whistling Dixie. Armageddon is almost upon us. I got news for you. It's already here. Go away. But your souls are in danger. Our lives are in danger, you beatnik. She's the one I told you that um, when, when I lived in L.A. on and off for three years, that we 
we um, had hooked up with Jack Goga, who gets song credit in the last, in the last detail. Mm-hmm. He uh, down his place. He lived in Long Beach, and I remember coming out of there at like four in the morning, and it was just you couldn't see anything but fog. I mean, the fog was literally just right on your face. And uh, I remember Eileen Brennan got hit by a car down there really? in the fog. You yeah. saw it happening? No, no, no. Yeah, okay. I read about it. No and I, I read about it right around the same time. And I said, that didn't surprise me at all. Because it's so hard I to should see. be running yeah. over people every fucking night. But anyway, she's great. And it, um, First guy you mentioned, um, since we're talking about the cast, Luther, Robert Redford's uh, elderly black partner, his, his sort of mentor figure in the beginning, is played by Robert Earl Jones, the father of James Earl Jones. Awesome. And if you listen to his voice, it's a very similar inflection. <laughs> I'm getting too old for this racket. You hang on too long and you start embarrassing yourself. We just took off today in the biggest score we've ever had. It's nothing compared to what you could be making on the big con. I can see that totally now. Yeah. I didn't know him from from Adam, but... Um... I had noticed the name Earl Jones in the credits. I'm like, huh, because obviously James Earl Jones is so famous. And I missed it. Yeah, and then uh, once he came on screen and, and when he started talking, I'm like, oh, I thought they might have been brothers, but no, it was his dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's great. Yep. He, he gets off in the movie because Lonigan has lost uh, lost whatever. He's got like four different uh, four different guys running numbers, and this guy was on the low end, but he, was, he had eleven thousand dollars to get robbed from him by uh, by Robert Redford, and they basically are chasing him through the whole fucking movie. Yeah, another he's, another movie where he's always running away, just like yeah. the last one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. another outlaw. Yeah. Uh, but a very super handsome outlaw. Yeah, too. that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he and Paul Newman both. I mean, what a handsome off. What a oh, couple of good looking guys. Yeah, yeah, holy shit. What is this? The handsome contest. Where did Paul Newman get those that blue color eyes? Crazy. Just Shake Rights Ohio. That's where he got yeah, it. Yeah, man. <laughs> He uh, and he's he's really good in this movie too. You know, he's the old he's the old master. Can't do it alone, you know. It takes a mob of guys like you and enough money to make them look good. Oh, I know plenty of guys. Not like playing winos in the street. You can't outrun. I never Lonnie. played for no winos. Got to keep his con even after you take his money. He can't know you took him. You're scared of him. Right down to my socks, Buster. You're talking about a guy who'd kill a grifter over a chunk of money, wouldn't support him for two days. You're going to go for him. Just don't want a hothead looking to get even coming back halfway through saying it ain't enough because it's all we're going to get. Can you get a mob together? After what happened to Luther, I don't think I can get more than two, three hundred guys. They assemble a whole uh, group of people to do a, uh, what they call a wire, which is a fake... Um, a face like racehorsing, yeah, betting, uh-huh. illegal off-track betting place. They're able to get the results beforehand and manipulate. And the they're bets faking and the whole and, uh, thing. Yeah, yeah, they pick a race. Uh, they pick a race early off of the off of the ticker tape, and uh, and then Ray Walston. Yeah. Our favorite Martian. Our favorite Martian. And a judge from the show Picket Fences, if anybody's a fan of that, mm. the Tom Scarrett show from early 90s. David he's e. so Cullen. good in uh, everything. Yeah, he is good. Great he's character. The guy reading, he's the guy reading uh, in the other room. You know what he's also in just came to me is the apartment. He's one of the oh, that's yeah, right. he's one of the first guy to call Jack Lemon to use yeah. the apartment. That just came to me. Yeah. He's always he's always been around and he'll always be around because he, he had a he had a he had a great career. I don't know what to do with this guy, Henry. He's an Irishman who doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, and doesn't chase names. He's a grand knight in the Knights of Columbus and he only goes out to play Pharaoh. Sometimes plays fifteen or twenty hours at a time. Just him against the house. Who that crap? 
He won't touch him. The croupier at Gilman says he never plays anything he can't win. Sports. Mm. He likes to be seen with fighters sometimes, but he doesn't go to the fights or bet on them. Jesus. Does he do anything where he's not alone? Just poker. And he cheats. Pretty good at it, too. And uh, Harold Gould is also... Yeah. Uh, Very suave old man, Harold Gould. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was in Love and Death, Woody Allen. Okay. Uh, where he says, uh, you've opened my eyes. I, I should have devoted myself to my singing. La, la, la. I should have shot him, you know. That, that's Harold Gould. He's also in The Master of Disguise as Pistachio Disguise's oh, grandfather. Wow. Yeah, he's also in that. <laughs> you know, you do what you gotta do in this business. Yeah. Oh, man. That building at the end of the alley, do you manage that? For 15 years. Well, I'll need a corner room facing this way. How much a week? Only rents by the month. 250 for the two of them. Last time I expect to see you down here. Never heard of the place. Durning uh, is is killer as the heavy uh, yeah. set crooked cop. So basically, uh, basically he has the drop on on uh, on Redford early in the movie. Uh, Redford pissed away all the money he got his share. Bought a cool suit and bought a cool suit. Yeah, and uh, trying to impress his stripper girlfriend, and she dumps him that night mm -hmm. because he fucks up. And, oh, that uh, scene, the when he's in the burlesque house, the guy who's on stage doing jokes, the comedian, mm. Leonard Barr, is in a lot of 70s movies just as the comedian doing bad jokes. Opens up his pants and chucks his head out. And one lady said to the other, says, Mabel, do you see what I see? She says, so what? You've seen one, you've seen them all. She said, yes, but this one's eating my popcorn. <laughs> this guy was in Diamonds Are Forever, The Sting, um... It's like other under the rainbow with Chevy Chase, yeah, yeah. and he's Carrie just, Fisher. yeah, uh -huh. like he just had a bunch of different roles as that type of character. He's so funny. <laughs> he, I, I'm not totally certain, but I think he says the same joke in Diamonds Are Forever. Thing. I'll have to, we'll have to confirm. <laughs> oh boy, would that yeah. be great if that was true? Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I hope so. I'm praying for that one. Yeah. Uh, so so Durning um, Durning shakes him down, and he hands him money. Uh, that's counterfeit. Uh, I guess he just happens to carry on him for just this such an yeah, emergency. Yeah, right. Yeah, very and, prepared. Uh, and and his partner says, "I thought you said you got rid of all of them. I did. I lost it's, all the money." Yeah. Um, but then Durning chases him through the whole movie. Mm -hmm. um, and they end up getting. He ends up getting conned too. By the in the end of the movie, he's involved. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. Getting, yeah. They managed to con him and Robert Shaw simultaneously for two kind of different directions. And yeah. it's really a really clever story. It's a good reveal. Yeah, yeah. that the final uh, all the different moving parts and kind of all the preparation. It's 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 fun to watch. It's a real jaunty like uh, like the Ocean's movies remind me of this yeah, in a exactly. modern way. Like it's just a lot of kind of it's a caper movie. Yeah, basically. yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, it's it's one of the best and one of, like you said one of the earliest. Uh, yeah, and and as it turns out, um, that's another another commercial actor is the FBI agent Dana Elkar. Yeah, he's in MacGyver too. That guy. Yeah, yeah. there you go. He's in all kinds of crap. Don't crack wise with me, Flatfoot. I've spent too much time in dumps like this, eating Gondorf's dust, while you guys in the Bunko squads get rich, tipping him off. That's not going to happen this time. We're not going to tell the police we're here. You keep your mouth shut and do a job. There'll be some reward bucks in it for you. And you better take it. Because I can make you work for us without it. What the hell good is Hooker to you? He's going to set up Gondor for us. He'll never do it. 
I think he will. Wasn't a real FBI agent. He was part of the con. Yeah, that's they were, right. They well, you don't know to, that yeah. at first. That's that's a really good part of it. And you also got um, you got also got Redford being followed by all you see is the guy's glove and his yeah, gun. Yeah, and that's a real mystery. Putting the silencer yeah. in, and you know, there's already been shots fired from a silencer before, uh, and so Redford ends up kind of getting enamored with the diner waitress. Yep. I was wondering if you might want to come out for a while, maybe have a drink or something. You move right along, don't you? Hey, I don't mean nothing by it. I just don't know many regular girls, is all. You expect me to come out, just like that? If I expected something, I wouldn't still be standing here in the hall. I don't even know you. You know me. I'm just like you. It's two in the morning and I don't know nobody. And he sleeps with her, and the next morning, I didn't write her name That's down. That's Demetra Arliss, I think. She turns out to be the assassin, yep, and the guy with the guy. glove shoots her before she can yeah. shoot Redford. And he's working for Gondor. For, for Gondor, yeah. yeah. She was going to kill you, kid. Her name is Loretta Salino. Lonigan's people set her up in the diner. Come on, let's get out of here. And that's a great twist. Because, yeah, it shows that Gondorf was just ahead of everybody. Like, yeah, he, yeah, he, he was really smarter, is like the, master, the smartest yeah. man in the room, for sure. And Gondorf was the... So I guess the screenplay that was written by David S. Ward was based off of two real guys. In real in real life, the two guys were brothers, but their names were Fred and Charlie Gondorf. So that's how oh, wow. that's where that came from. Yeah, two real con artists. David S. Ward, the writer of this movie, had a long screenwriting career, directed a couple movies as well, writer and director of My Beloved... Major League. Wow. Yeah, good for funny? him. Yeah. That's excellent. Pretty cool. Well, that's good writing, you yeah. know, and, uh -huh. and this movie's great writing. Slapshot's got a lot of Major League stuff in it, too. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that in a minute. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Definitely so. But The Sting was a humongous hit. Uh, that like like TCM, like Dave Carter and TCM said, it was it was released on Christmas Day, and it must have just made, who knows what the drop on that weekend was. Yeah. could have pulled in a, just a haul. Uh, so $160 million was its initial gross. So when you look at that today, that's $900 million. Still a huge pretty, hit. Pretty still nice. a fucking enormous hit. Pretty 20th nice. grossing film in all time still. If yeah. Adjusted. So it's still yeah. one of the tops. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was one of those movies that, um, some movies are like when you get, when you get to twist, you don't really need to see it again. Mm -hmm. But, uh, apparently there, it just seems like, and even watching it now, um, I got I got I got pleasure out of out of watching it just because even though I knew it was going to yeah. happen, which is like and the, I had kind of forgotten the, like that yeah, too, and I had kind of forgotten thing. the FBI thing, but I knew right away that I said this is this has got to be a setup. And what I thought was funny is when you it, what was it like eleven thousand dollars? What were they trying to rob off of him? What was the amount? Yeah, the, the, the initial drop uh, was eleven thousand okay. dollars in the depression. Right. Yeah, and but when you figure. There's got to be 50 guys involved in that con. They're still, they're not even really doing it for the money, if you figure it out that way. They're doing it to take down Robert Shaw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The two, yeah, the two top guys definitely are. And what I, I think even Redford at the end. Uh, he doesn't knew, want his money. He doesn't, doesn't want, his, want his money. You're not going to stick around for your share? Nah, I'd only blow it. Yeah, they really got shot. Uh, they really got him. And they, Redford and they got pretty much like convinces him that he has a, a, a winning horse. I got a partner downtown. 
and he runs the central office of the Western Union. Now, race results from all over the country come in there and go right across his desk to the bookies. Now, all he does is hold them up for a couple of minutes till he can call us, get a bet down on the winner. Then he releases the results to the bookies. We clean up on a race that's already been run. Now, you can't miss. Of course, they were fake in the radio. The whole thing was a fake. Yeah, it was just right. really, really yeah. great. It was really great. Yeah. Uh, the FBI twist was really great. The FBI guys turned out to be working for Gondorf too. Yep. And they convinced, um, yeah, they convinced Charles Durning. So they got rid of Durning that way, mm -hmm. and they got Through rid the of FBI, Shaw. Yeah. And they got rid of Shaw the, with the, with the big sting. But just yeah, yeah, like gonna blow all his money. Yeah, it it really is really a satisfying movie, and 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 it all wraps up. Everybody gets shot. There's a big scene, and it's all it's all. But it's fake. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's uh, all just choreographed mm -hmm. like Bob Fosse would have choreographed. <laughs> Special photographic effects by Albert Willock. Oh, look at Our that. Once painter. again, yeah. your boy. Yeah, another guy, that? yeah. Once. It said uh, nominated for seven Academy Awards, or ten Academy Awards, and won seven times, including Best Picture. Okay. And this was, Redford did not win the Oscar. I think this, he, he's an Oscar-winning director. I think this is the only time he was ever nominated as an actor. Interesting. I think, it, I'm, I'm not certain of that, but I... He won for Ordinary People. As I a think, director, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's the sting. Another uh, just great movie star driven movie and a lot of fun to watch uh, from George R. Hill. And we're going to watch more fun movies when we're back.